There's a bug in here. What? Yeah. What kind of bug? A gnat. Oh. I found a stink bug in here. I killed the fuck out of a centipede today. Oh, God. Was it one of the house centipedes where they yeah, got the long? Yeah. I, oh, those creep I me out. I stepped on them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they, those creep me the hell out. I don't like those. Little Was asshole. it in your uh, school? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, we, we saw a bug, and I, I trapped it, and I threw it outside, and I didn't know what kind of bug it was. I thought it was a box elder bug, but it was not a box elder bug, because box elder bugs look like lightning bugs. This was a... Shield bug or a stink bug? It was a stink bug, but it was a specific kind of stink bug. Oh, a, spe- a specific. It was a brown marmorated stink bug. You got a picture? Yeah. One of these guys. Oh, yeah. 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 I've seen you see before. those a lot. Yeah, all the time. And I was reading about them, and it's interesting. They were accidentally introduced to the United States from Japan, China, and Asian countries uh-huh. over there around 1998. They uh, apparently came over in some sort of shipment on a boat. Mm. And uh, throughout the... Welcome to Bug and Beer. Yep. <laughs> this is uh, our Bug Facts segment. Uh, the beginning of the 21st century, the uh, the habitat of the this stink bug... Um, expanded throughout North America. So we're seeing a lot more of these now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were never supposed to be here. It's interesting. Welcome to the 84th episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Zach. My name is Paige. This week, we're going to talk about Ariel Castro and... Not the Little Mermaid. His uh, kidnappings. Yeah. Ariel Castro's kidnappings. This is a very uh, popular topic. I feel like a lot of horror-themed or true-crime-themed podcasts have done this before. It's one of the better-known true-crime stories and one of the better-known kidnappings. You usually... Most people recognize the uh, the topic based on the victim, uh, uh, Amanda Berry. Yeah. A lot of dinging going on. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. really oh, easily there's, distracted. There's that. and got another phone there. Got more dings. So... But, I'm like following that and the bug. Uh, you okay over there? No. Amanda Berry was one of the victims of Ariel Castro, was one of the people kidnapped by him. But we'll get into all that. Uh, and like normal, I have uh, not compiled my research into a very friendly format, so I might be jumping around a little bit. But I did the beer research last minute. Before we get into the beer, how was your week? When was the last time we saw each other? I think it was last week. It was uh, it was uh, Friday, Friday the sixth. Friday. It was before Mother's Day, so Mother's Day happened. We went to a ve- oh my dad. My dad had his fiftieth birthday party. How was that? It was lovely. A lot of his friends showed up. We had some drinks, some food. It was very nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was a surprise party. He did not expect it at Happy all. Happy fiftieth birthday, Paige's dad. He's aging like fine wine. Mm-hmm. What an amazing man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, that's the sound of chorizo. In I'm the very background. excited. Mm-hmm. She's she's making me food. Yeah. Some chorizo on a pan. Ale is making me food. 
Um, and then my mom had her Mother's Day brunch. We went to CityGate Grill on 59. We had a little buffet-style food. I had heard some very big shrimps. Ooh. Some chunky shrimp. Like, you know, it's a good shrimp when you bite into it and you're like, where's the other half of the shrimp? <laughs> like, when do my teeth meet? <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, Is the shrimp or tooth? It, it, it was the same place you went the previous year for Mother's yeah. Day, right? Okay. Did you... No. You didn't chill out with the drinks this time? Or you didn't vomit this time? I didn't vomit this time. Congratulations. I didn't drink at all. Good job. I'm growing as a person. You see it. You He's love learning. to see it. He's learning. Development. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah, man. That's about it. And it's a great way to stay in shape. <laughs> about you, bubs? Um, I didn't get to see my moms on Mother's Day, but I sent them some texts. You didn't get to see either mom? No. And I spoke with, uh, I spoke with my mom, uh, who lives in Michigan, on the phone a little bit. I mailed her something. It just showed up today at her place. Uh, mailed her a little Lego, a little Lego flower and a card. And, um, what else? That was Mother's Day. Oh, we got some Galaxy watches. I surprised Ale. Um, I ordered these about a month ago, and we had been talking about them. Actually, while her sister was here, we were talking about every time Galaxy Watches got brought up, I had to stay quiet. They yeah. Were, they were on the Gotta way. Gotta keep the secret. Yeah. But, uh, you we, told me the secret, and I, I did. kept it. Thank you, Paige. And we also told uh, her sister the secret, and she surprisingly, as bad as she is at keeping secrets, managed to keep a secret. That is surprising. Yeah. Um, I'm just working a lot. I worked... Uh, I worked three overtime shifts this week. That's a lot. Yeah. Especially since you were talking about how it was drying it up. It was all dried up. Now overtime's ramping up. So Me next too. month, all that yellow there is just all overtime. I can't wait. Hot damn. Some good paychecks. Hot damn. It's going well. I got um, a tulip for teacher appreciation day. Aw. I haven't killed it. Nice. It's blooming. Oh, wonderful. I'm pretty proud. I'm going to have Keep to start watering it. Yeah. It says water it one to two times a week, but it also has to drain, so I need to transfer it to a pot. Do you want... I have some fast-draining um, soil. Oh, I guess I should repot it, too. Yeah. If you're going to transfer it to a pot and repot it, I've got some Good to soil know. you can use. Okay. Um, speaking of, my uh, uh, dahlias back there are really... They're shooting up there, reaching for the sky. I'm really proud of you. I know. I'm, I'm happy. Not killing something. Happy about them. They look great. Yeah. So, the beer, I hope it's cold, because I bought it on the way home. Bought it on the way home. After grocery shopping. After grocery shopping. Once my laptop will wake up. Once his laptop wakes up. How's that peach tea? Stacy, thanks. Thanks for getting it for me. You're welcome. What a host. What a gracious host. I try. I'm just more excited for we the try. food. I'm so hungry. She makes some bomb-ass quesadillas. So, the brewery this week is Victory Brewing Company. Where's that? Who are they? We did those. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. What are you talking about? You did them. No, I didn't. They're the ones with the monkey, right? Yeah. Uh, We did, what was it, Mary Monkey? Oh my god, my boob. Mary Monkey. Sorry. Mary Monkey. Uh, The the beer is not, oh my boob. It is. Oh. uh, We did Mary Monkey from Victory Brewing Company. They're at 420 Acorn Lane in Downington, Pennsylvania, 19335. And I got some history. History. Founded in 1996 by Ron Barchett and Bill Kovaleski in an old Pepperidge Farm bakery. Pepperidge Farm remembers when these two Farm always remembers, baby. formed a brewery. 
Victory has grown considerably and evolved well outside the traditional small market of a beer brewing restaurant. Beer brewing restaurant. The brewery's first three beers were Victory Fest Beer, Brandywine Valley Lager, now Victory Lager, and Hop Devil Ale. Initially, they thought that the Malt Forward Victory Fest Beer would become their most popular beer. However, they soon realized that consumers craved very hoppy beers, such as Hop Devil Ale, the most. On February 16th, 2016, Victory allied with the uh, Southern Tier Brewing Company of Lakewood, New York, to become part of the Artisanal Brewing Ventures Holding Company. Nice. Way to go, guys. Way to go. While I'm uh, reading this, i got to pull up the beer list. Uh, from their website, the story of Victory Brewing Company actually starts on a school bus in 1973 when fifth graders Ron Barchett and Bill Kowaleski stepped aboard and immediately started drinking beer. They became hooked on beer at a very young age, uh, became very young alcoholics, and opened up their own brewery at the age of 10. Uh, the two became fast friends and remained so as they grew up and went to college on opposite coasts. As we celebrated our 25th year milestone in 2021, congrats, guys. We paused to reflect on hey. what's helped us. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can, I think, flip on the light. Does the fan turn on with it? Nope. Okay. I get it. Getting a little smoky in here. Uh, we paused to reflect on what's helped us get to this point. A little luck, hard work, commitment to quality, and a focus on innovation. But most importantly, it's people that have had the most significant impact on our success. Our employees, our families, our communities, and you. You. Thank you. You, Paige. Why me specifically? It says, and you, Paige. Oh, it does? Over the last 25 years... How do they know years, my name? Lucky guess. Weird. Over the last 25 years, we have grown to be a world-renowned craft brewery and the second largest craft brand family in our home state of Pennsylvania. We have released iconic beer... I wonder what the first is. I don't know. We have released iconic beers that have made a significant mark on the craft industry and created lifelong fans. From... Prima Pills, Hop Devil, and Dirt Wolf to Summer Love, and of course the immensely popular Golden Monkey and Sour Monkey. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. So our beer by Victory Brewing Company is Berry Monkey. Not Merry Monkey. We did that one already. This is Berry Monkey. Okay. Coming in at 9.5 ABV. Berry Monkey oh. is a fruited, sour, triple ale. Okay. Brewed using imported malts and Belgian yeast. The addition of real raspberries as a subtle sweetness and rose hue that complements the delightful tang. Why the... Huh? How are they... How is this related? Because one of the victims is Amanda Berry. Just because of Berry? Amanda Berry. You're a silly boy. Berry. Berry Monkey is the ultimate addition to the Monkey Crew. Perfectly fruited, sour triple ale loaded with raspberries and other natural flavors that add just the right balance of sweetness and tang with a smooth finish. It's undeniably very good. Very good. Get it? <laughs> That's so funny. So this is a triple. This is our, it's spelled T-R-I-P-E-L. Triple. Triple. This, this is our first triple on the show. First one we've had. Okay. Triples fall in the rankings with doubles and quadruples. Doubles. Per the Belgian Trappist Beer Naming Convention. Yeah. Whatever that is. Doubles, triples, and quadruples. Yeah. So from Wikipedia, triple is a term used by brewers mainly in the Low Countries, some other European countries, and the U.S. to describe a strong pale ale, loosely in the style of West Mal 
triple. Mall. Mall means bad. West mall. Mall does mean West bad. bad? Mall Wait, does mean in we Spanish. should go west. West. This is, uh, I think, German, Belgian, um, West Male. I don't know. The origin of the term is unknown, though the main theory is that it indicates strength in some way. It was used in 1956 by the Trampist Brewery West Male to rename the strongest beer in their range, though both the term triple and the style of beer associated with the name were in existence before 1956. So it just refers to a strong ale. Okay. Strong, pale ale. Strong, pale. From craftbeer.com, it uh, describes the Belgian triple ale as complex. Sometimes mild, spicy flavor characterizes this style. Yeast-driven complexity is common. Triples are often on the higher end of the ABV spectrum, yet are approachable to many different palates. These beers are commonly bottle-conditioned and finished dry. The Belgian-style triple is similar to Belgian-style golden strong ales, but are generally darker and have, more, have a more noticeable malt sweetness. Triples are good to pair with roasted turkey, triple creme cheese, uh-huh. and caramelized banana creme brulee. Creme. Creme. Cheese. A lot of cheese. Triple creme. I do triple. like cheese. Triple goat creme. Goat cheese. Ooh. Ooh, bring back the goat cheese. Bring it back. So this is 9.5% ABV, unknown IBU or SRM. It's going to be on the lighter side because it's a pale ale. This does have a beer advocate. Beer advocate. That. It's got a score of 89. Very good. Mm. Beer advocate considers this a triple, and it's it's got a ranking of 57 in the category, 11,468 overall, and an average rating of 4.03. Out of 16 ratings. You can visit uh, Victory Beer. It's at Victory Beer on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or go to their website, victorybeer.com. You need to be 21 or older. They're going to ask. They will ask you. You better not lie. Do not hit yes if you're under 21. We'll know. We will find out. We will find you. I have a very particular set of skills. (laughs) Yeah, so triple, sour, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, you've described it. Let's let's let, like, okay. let's, yeah, let's, let the beer let's, talk yeah. for itself. Okay. Let's hurry it up. Oh god. Check out this uh, pint glass I got from work. Don't say the name of my job, but why would really I cool? say the name of your job? Because <laughs> Ch- it's natural to read something when you're looking at it, but well, isn't it the, cool? Get the. No, oh, it's uh, they can't see it. Well, it's yeah, nice, right? Nice. Yeah. Isn't that the cup that you're going to have to take a picture of? Good thinking. This is this is why we're friends. Because I'm dumb. Perfectly fruity sour triple. Fruity sour triple. This understandably very good. Hops tetanang. Oh, tetanang, yeah. Pilsner malt. And the Bill and Ron seal of approval. That's how we know we can drink it. They have nice handwriting. L with raspberries and other natural flavors. Why does this monkey have so many arms? Why does he have an eye on his belly? My question. Uh, he is, well, he's monkey see. Uh, speak no evil, hear no oh, evil. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to smell it. That's interesting. It's got some fruit. It's fruity. I don't hate the smell. It smells fruity and yeasty. Can we just appreciate? Excellent pour. Thank you. I'm excited. I like a fruity beer. Hell yeah. 
sour. Love a sour. Strong sour. You're a strong sour. Yeah, I'm ready. Looks like light apple juice. Yeah. Very, Looks like a lager. Very, very bubbly. What is that burp? Wow. It makes me think of a candy. Like a specific candy, and I can't put my name on it. My finger on it, not my name. My name is my name. Your name is Paige. Yeah. And I wouldn't put that on something. Hmm. It's weird. It's not your uh, not your standard sour. That's for sure. It's strong. Well, it is 9.5, so just keep that in mind. Because I had that cocktail. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. Spicy flavor. Yeast-driven complexity. It made my lips tingle. It made my lips tingle. Bottle conditioned. That's pretty good. Yeah, malty, yeasty. Wow, things that are in beer. Things that are in beer. It's a pale lager, but the fruit's subtle. Sour is there, but it's not overly sour. I think it's pleasant. Oh, I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. I'm just so tired. Okay. <laughs> so, from what I understand, you're going you're gonna to give us some background. Just on information on him and the ladies. Ariel Castro. You, you want to talk a little bit about how they got, how they ended up in their in their situation, in their precarious situations. Yeah. See, yeah, touch on that a little bit, and then I'll I'll take it from where you end up. Ariel Castro was born in Puerto Rico. Hmm. In July of 1960. What is he? What's his zodiac sign? Look it up. Uh, sorry, what was the date of birth? April? No, July. July. Wow. July. Has your memory gotten Maybe, worse? Uh, I wasn't really listening. It wasn't my memory. July. 1960. July what? 10th. July 1960. 10. Maybe that's Leo. I know they're August. No, I think it's a little too early to be Leo. Because late in the month is cancer. Yeah. I don't remember what's at the beginning of July. Stand by. Cancer. Yeah, that makes sense. It's cancer. Crazy. He was the son of Pedro Castro, who died in 2004, and Lillian Rodriguez. 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 Okay, guys. Who is still currently alive. Castro's parents divorced when he was a child, and he moved to the mainland United States with his mother and three siblings. They lived in Reading, Pennsylvania. Hey, hey, that's where the beer's from. Before settling in Cleveland, Ohio, where Castro's father and other family members were living. Castro had nine siblings, both full and half, and graduated from Cleveland's Lincoln West High School in 1979. Castro met his girlfriend, Gramilda Figueroa. Yeah. Yeah. When his family moved into a house across the street from hers in the 80s, they lived with both sets of parents but moved into their own home at 2207 Seymour Avenue, located in Cleveland's Tremont neighborhood. Or Tremont. Tremont. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. In 1992, their home was a two-story, 1,400-square-foot, four-bedroom, one-bathroom house. That's a lot of bedrooms and one bathroom. What? Uh-uh, with a like basement. Um, his girlfriend's sister, Grimilda, her sister, uh, El- El- Elida? Elida? Elida. Mm-hmm. 
said that all hell started breaking loose when the couple moved into their new home. Her sister and her husband, Frank, claimed that Castro beat her sister. I just don't want to say her last name. Breaking her nose, ribs, and arms and causing a blood clot on her brain that resulted in an inoperable tumor. So he he just, he was kind of just born as an asshole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He also threw her down a flight of stairs, cracking her skull. Jesus. In 93, Castro was arrested for domestic violence, but was not indicted by a grand jury. Um, his girlfriend moved out of the house in 1996 and secured custody of her four children. Police assisted in the move and detained Castro, but they did not press charges. Castro continued to threaten and attack her after she left him, according to his girlfriend's sister. Uh, she filed charges in 2005 in a domestic relations court, accusing him of inflicting multiple severe injuries on her and of frequently abducting their daughters. Mm. The court granted her a temporary restraining order against him, but it was dismissed a few months later. She died in April of 2012 due to complications from her brain tumor. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's sad. Jesus. Uh, before his, um, well, before the age of 52, Castro worked as a bus driver for the Cleveland Metropolitan School District until he was fired for bad judgment, including making an illegal U-turn with children on his bus, <laughs> using his bus to go grocery shopping, leaving a child on the bus while he went for lunch, and leaving the bus unattended while he took a nap at home. <laughs> he was earning eighteen ninety one per hour when he was discharged. At the time of his arrest... <clears throat> Mm. Castro's home was in foreclosure after three years of unpaid real estate taxes. That's sad. Wow. What a mess. So, Castro... Okay, so obviously he... This, they're, they're kidnappings. Yeah. What's the title of the episode? Just Arrow Castro. Yeah, Arrow Castro. Kidnappings. So he kidnapped some people. Um, he basically just offered them a ride and drove him to drove them to his house. Mm -hmm. Lured them inside. How do you lure someone inside? Offered them a ride, took them somewhere else. And they lured it was lured inside. Yeah, they, I mean, I think it talks about a little somewhere how like as each person was a little bit different. Like he promised one person one thing and the other person another mm -hmm. thing, and etc. So, um, Michelle Knight, uh, mm -hmm. who disappeared August twenty third two thousand two, after leaving a cousin's house, she was twenty one at the time. Uh, on the day of her disappearance, she was scheduled to appear in court for a child custody case involving her son, Joey. Oh, yeah. He was in the custody of the state. Uh, Amanda Berry mm -hmm. disappeared on April 21st, 2003, the day before her 17th birthday. Mm -hmm. She was last heard from around 8 p.m. when she called her sister to tell her she was getting a ride home from her job at Burger King. And then Gina. I don't know. It's Descent. De his. Descent, Sessa? No. De Jesus. Yeah, De Jesus. Uh, went missing on April 2nd, 2004, at the age of 14. She was last seen at a payphone around 3 p.m. while on the way home from her middle school at West 105th Street. At the time, she was friends with Castro's daughter, Arlene. Shortly before Gina disappeared, she and Arlene had called Arlene's mother for permission to have a sleepover. Uh, but Grimilda, Castro's ex... Mm -hmm. replied that they could not end the girls parted ways mm. so young right uh she was under the impression that castro was picking her up to drop her off at home trusted castro because she was friends with his teenage daughter yep. nobody had witnessed her abduction and an amber alert was not issued okay 
She's young. Why wasn't there an Amber Alert uh, issued? Couldn't tell you. It's embarrassing. Poor police work. Okay. That's it? Yeah. Okay. My uh, my notes and story and everything is a little disjointed, but... So, um, is it at Gina Knight, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No. Michelle Knight. Yes. Who's Gina Knight? Gina Knight's not a person, right? Gina de Jesus. Oh, Gina Knight is a uh, realtor and drummer uh, that I knew from working at Guitar Center. That's why I get those names mixed up. Wow. Michelle Knight, Amanda Berry, and Gina de Jesus. You can tell I've done my research. You're killing it. But Knight was the first one to be abducted. Apparently, she was asking around for directions, trying to find the social worker in charge of her son, who wasn't even two and a half at the time. Castro... Stopped, talked to her, said that he knew where to go. Knight knew Castro's daughter, Emily, so she thought it was okay. They ended up at, uh, I believe, what was the address? It's like 1107 Seymour? No, 2207 Seymour in Cleveland, Cleveland's Tremont neighborhood. They ended up there. Oh, and, and he asked her if she wanted to go inside to get a puppy for Knight's son. He had a puppy inside. So... Who uses the puppy line? He lured her into the house. There obviously wasn't a puppy. And he tied her up with an extension cord. A few hours later, Knight was taken down to the basement where she was restrained with a chain and with plastic ties around her wrists. And he put a motorcycle helmet over her head. Oh, my... He then sexually assaulted her oh, no. for the first of what would be scores of times. The following April, Castro spotted Barry. She was, like you said, coming home from Burger King. She was 16 years old. He was 42 at the time. And Barry, uh, when he stopped and talked to Barry, Barry apparently knew Castro's son and his daughter Angie. Apparently his son also worked at Burger King, and he accepted his offer for a ride uh, after he told, after Castro told her that Angie, Castro's daughter, was at home. So she knew Castro's daughter, Angie. Mm-hmm. So Barry went in the house, didn't see Angie, and ended up in an upstairs bedroom. Barry asked to go home. When Castro didn't comply, she tried to run away. Her exit stopped when she slammed into a closet instead. Then Castro sexually assaulted her, putting duct tape over her wrists, legs, and mouth, and a motorcycle helmet over her head. Apparently he's got more than one of these. Barry was carried to the basement and tied to a chain attached to a center support pole. Uh, about a year later, Gina de Jesus was 14. She was even closer to Castro's family as one of his daughter Arlene's best friends. Mm-hmm. So one afternoon, de Jesus and Arlene Castro had been together, hoped to spend the afternoon at de Jesus' house. When that plan didn't pan out, the two walked separate ways. Ariel Castro spotted the two together, then apart. He had admitted driving past his daughter to get to De Jesus. She got in the car after he asked for help finding his daughter, then got out of it when he asked for help carrying a speaker from his home into his car. So he lured her inside to help carry a speaker into the car. Once inside, De Jesus became uncomfortable and wanted to leave. Castro steered her unwittingly into the basement where she was tied up with a chain and plastic ties and sexually assaulted. 
So upon being kidnapped, he took each victim to the upper floor, tied their hands and feet together, pulled her up using her hands, feet, and neck. He left her left them there for three days without food. Prosecutors at his sentencing wrote that diaries kept by his victims speak of forced sexual mis- forced sexual conduct of being locked in a dark room, of anticipating their next session of abuse, of the dreams of someday escaping and being reunited with family, of being chained to a wall, of being held like a prisoner of war, of missing the lives they once enjoyed, and of emotional abuse, of his threats to kill, of being treated like an animal, of continuous abuse, and of desiring freedom. They were kept in locked bedrooms, where they were forced to use plastic toilets that were, quote, emptied infrequently, they were fed one meal a day and allowed to shower twice a week at most. And I'm just jumping in between my notes. Apparently, Castro liked to play mind games with the victims. Mm-hmm. So he would sometimes leave their doors open to tempt them with freedom. When oh, he, that's so shitty. Yeah, when he inevitably caught them, he'd punish the girls with a beating. What a fucking psycho. Uh, instead of birthdays, Castro forced the women to celebrate their abduction day, commemorating Ew. the anniversaries of their imprisonment. So, year after year went like this, punctuated by frequent sexual and physical violence. Um, the women watched the world go by year after year, season after season. They even watched the royal wedding of Prince William and Kate Middleton on a small, grainy black and white TV. Um, what else that here? Is. Castro had a gun that he'd show to Knight, De Jesus, and Barry, threatening to shoot them if they ever tried to escape. At times, they'd play Russian roulette, where one bullet is loaded, cylinder is spun, person pulls the trigger. Each woman was given one meal a day. They couldn't use the lone bathroom downstairs and were allowed to shower at most twice one a week. One meal a day? Yep. Once. I can't survive off that. Thank you. Thank What's you in the much. little bowl? Peppers. Ooh, yeah. What kind of peppers? Oh, can I take a bite of one of those? What is it? In the quesadilla. They're jalapenos. Ooh. Come live with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need that back, please. Pepper. No. No. Mine. I need to bite the pepper. You don't get to bite my peppers. I don't want your bite back on my pepper. You put that pe- You ate my potato skins and you're going to eat my pepper? You're selfish. What a Scorpio. What a Scorpio thing to do. I'm disgusted by you. Mm. I can't even eat that pepper now. Mm. All right. Sorry for the interruption. Those are so good. God damn. I think we can open up a restaurant. We can open up a restaurant. Because every single thing you've made me has been phenomenal. I'm not exaggerating. After sexually abusing them, Castor would sometimes throw money at them, money that he'd take back if they wanted him to get anything on the outside. I'm dead. He made them believe that their physical survival depended on him. County prosecuting attorney Timothy McGinty wrote in their prosecution investigation report and sentencing memorandum, and he threatened to end their lives if they did not comply with his every demand. Eventually, Knight uh, became pregnant. Uh, Castro impregnated her at least five times and had included miscarriages each time through the beatings, hitting her with dumbbells, punching her and slamming her against walls. He also starved her. 
At one point, Knight had a pet dog while in captivity, but Castro killed it by snapping its neck Mm -hmm. after it bit him while trying to protect Knight. Yep. De Jesus told law enforcement that she was raped, but did not believe that she was ever impregnated. On Christmas Day 2006, Castro allegedly ordered Knight to assist in the birth of Barry's child. Um, So he also impregnated um, Amanda Barry. Um, and the pregnancy took place in a small inflatable swimming pool uh, in order to not make a mess in the house. It, he threatened to kill Knight if the baby didn't survive. At one point, the baby actually stopped breathing, but Knight was able to resuscitate her. How fucking dark. Castro occasionally took Barry's daughter out of the house, including to visit his mother. She called him Daddy and Castro's mother, Grandmother. In 2013, he showed one of his adult daughters a picture of the child and said that she was his girlfriend's daughter from a previous relationship. He had told others that she was his granddaughter. Uh-huh. Barry taught her daughter how to read and write. I remember reading about this stuff prior. And goddamn, how depressing. Uh, the woman lived as if in a dollhouse, together yet separate, and always at the hand of the man in control who came and went as he pleased. Michelle Knight was typically kept with De Jesus, but at the most rebellious, but as the most rebellious of the group, Knight was often in trouble with Castro. Punish her by withholding food, restraining her to a support beam in the basement, and by frequent beatings and rapes. Amanda Berry was kept in a small room locked from the outside with her child, named Jocelyn. They'd pretend to walk to school while still trapped in the house, Berry trying her best to maintain any sense of normalcy. Barry even kept a journal of her life in the house and recorded each time Castro assaulted her. De Jesus faced much the same fate as the other two women. Her family continued to search for her, unaware that the girl was not far from home, locked away in the house of a man they knew. Castro even ran into her mother once and took a missing person flyer she was distributing. Ugh. In a sarcastic display of cruelty, he gave the flyer to De Jesus <sighs> with her own face mirrored back, yearning to be found. Um, what a sicko. Yeah. So it seemed like the woman's imprisonment would never end. Year after year, any hope they had of seeing freedom dwindled. And then finally, on a warm day in May of 2013, about a decade after the kidnappings, everything changed. Tonight, the day felt eerie, as if something was bound to happen. Castro drove to a nearby McDonald's and forgot to lock the door behind him. Mm-hmm. Little Jocelyn, Barry's daughter, went downstairs and ran back up. She said, I don't find Daddy. Daddy's nowhere around. Mom, Daddy's car is gone. For the first time in ten years, Amanda Barry's bedroom door was unlocked, and Ariel Castro was nowhere to be found. She was thinking, should I chance it? If I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. (laughs) She went to the front door, which was unlocked, but wired with an alarm. She was able to stick her arm out through the padlocked storm door behind it and began screaming, Somebody, please, please help me. I'm Amanda Berry, please. She was able to flag down a passerby, Charles Ramsey, who helped break down the door, and then Ramsey called 911. I have the 911 call. Oh, God, of course you do. Hello, please. Help me, I'm Amanda Berry. 
You need police, fire, or ambulance? I need police. Okay, and what's going on there? I've been kidnapped, and I've been missing for 10 years, and I'm, I'm here. I'm free now. Oh, yeah. Okay, and what's your address? Uh, 2207 Seymour Avenue. 2207 Seymour. It looks like you're calling me from 2210. Huh? It looks like you're calling me from 2210. I can't hear you. It looks like you were calling me from 2210 Seymour. Yeah, I'm across the street. I'm using the phone. Okay, stay there with those neighbors. Talk to the police when they get there. Okay. Okay, talk to the police when they get there. Okay. Hello? Yeah, talk to the police when they get there. Okay, I'm on the way right now. I need We're going to stop them as soon as we get a car open. No, I need them now before we get back. All right, we're sending them, okay? Okay, I mean, like, who's right the guy? Now? Who's the guy you're, uh, tra who's the guy who went out? Um, his name is Ariel Castro. All right, how old is okay. he? Uh, he's like 52. All right, and, uh... Steven, I'm Amanda Berry. I've been on the news for the last 10 years. Okay, I got, I got that here. I already... <laughs> and uh, you said, what was his name again? Uh, Ariel Castro. And is he white, black, or Hispanic? I'm Hispanic. And what's he wearing? I don't know, because he's not here right now. That's when, he he left, what, when he left, what was he wearing? It's a pity. What? Right, the police are on the way. Talk to them okay. when they get there. Okay? Huh? I need, okay. I told you they're on the way. Talk to them when they get there, okay? All right, okay. Thank you. Bye. So I just told you they've been in fucking captivity for 10 years, and you said, what's he wearing? Yeah. <laughs> I told you they're on the way. Uh, yeah. Talk, talk to, to the them. police talk when to they them. get there. Don't talk to me. Talk to them. Don't talk to me. What is that? Yeah, the... Uh, fucking poor Amanda. The 911 call is not great. Not That's great. embarrassing. Yeah, the dispatcher did not do a very good job at all no. with that call. He was actually reprimanded. Um, and I don't know if he got fired, but he was reprimanded. I don't know if he was suspended. I don't know what happened. Uh, wasn't a good call. Yeah. Not great. I already told you they're on the way. What the fuck? Yeah, he wanted it. He wanted to hang up. He did. All right, they're on the way. Talk to the police when they get there. It's like, are they on their way now? Oh, we'll send someone when we get it when we get a car free. Oh, we sent them. <laughs> you just said you couldn't get a car free. I just told you I've been in captivity. Mm -hmm. Literally kidnapped for a decade. And you're telling me that you can't call someone and say, hey... This is an imminent emergency. You should stop rescuing a cat from a tree. <laughs> so, let's see. Mm. Uh, they pussed out, too. They pussed out? No, he pussed out. Oh, he pussed out? Yeah, he pussed out. Responding police officers entered Castro's house. They walked through, through an upstairs hallway with guns drawn. When Michelle Knight heard the banging on the ground floor, she was convinced Castro had returned and caught Barry in her flight to freedom. She didn't realize that she was finally free from Castro until the police stormed the house and she fell into their arms. After peeking out from a slightly open bedroom door, she entered the hallway, leaped into an officer's arms, repeatedly saying, You saved me. Soon afterward, De Jesus entered the hallway from another room. They both walked out of the house, and all three women plus the child were taken to Metro Health Medical Center. As Knight later recalled, the first time I was actually able to sit outside, feel the sun, it was so warm, so bright, it was like God was shining a big light on me. The same day the woman earned their freedom, Kestra lost his, arrested for aggravated murder, rape, and kidnapping. Mm. 
He testified on his own behalf during his trial, equal parts defiant and repentant. Castro painted both himself and the three women as equal victims of his sexual addiction. Ew. He claimed that his crimes were not nearly as bad as they sounded and that his victims lived in some comfort with him as willing partners. He said most of the sex that went on in the house, probably all of it, was consensual. Ew. These allegations about being forceful on them, that is totally wrong, because there were times when they'd even ask me for sex many times. And I learned that these girls were not virgins. From their testimony to me, they had multiple partners before me, all three of them. Well, what the fuck? Michelle Knight testified against Castro using his name for the first time. Previously, she'd never referred to him by name to keep him from having power over her, calling him only him or the dude. She said, you took 11 years of my life away, she declared. So he was sentenced on May 6, 2013. Two of his brothers, Pedro and O'Neill, were also initially taken into custody but released on May 9th after uh, police announced they had no involvement. He made his first court appearance in the Cleveland Municipal Court on May 9th, where bail, bail was set at $2 million per kidnapping charge. Damn. Adding to a total of $8 million because of Barry's daughter. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors intended to seek the death penalty against Castro. Additional charges were reported to be pending, including aggravated murder for intentional induction of miscarriages, attempted murder, assault, a charge for each instance of rape, and a kidnapping charge for each day each captive was held. On May 14th, Castro's attorneys said he would plead not guilty to all charges if indicted for kidnapping and rape. Wow. A... Cuyoga County Grand Jury returned a true bill of indictment against Castro on June 7th. It contained 329 counts. Jesus. Including two counts of aggravated murder for his role in the termination of one of the women's pregnancies. The indictments covered only the period from August 2002 to February 2007. The county prosecutor stated that the investigation was ongoing. Any further findings would be presented to the grand jury. Uh, After entering a not guilty plea on June 12th, one of his attorneys said that although some of the charges against Castro were indisputable, quote, it is our hope that we can continue to work toward a resolution to avoid having an unnecessary trial about aggravated murder and the death penalty. We are very sensitive to the emotional strain and impact the trial would have on the women, their families, and this community. Castro was found competent to stand trial on July 3rd. What a piece of shit. Uh, So all in all... Um, the indictment brought a total of 977 counts, Jesus. 512 counts of kidnapping, 446 of rape, 7 of gross sexual imposition, 6 of felonious assault, 3 of child endangerment, 2 of aggravated murder, aggravated murder uh, and 1 of possession of criminal tools. What's a criminal tool? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Like grappling hook. Locks and chains and maybe a grappling hook. On July 17th, Castro pleaded not guilty. It's a criminal offense to he, have... <laughs> A lock and chain? I don't know. He faced death death by lethal injection to convict it on all the charges. He uh, did plead guilty on July 26 to 937 of the 977 charges against him Mm -hmm. uh, as a part of a plea bargain, which called called for consecutive sentences of life in prison plus 1,000 years, all without parole. Um, he forfeited his right to appeal and could not profit in any way due to his crimes. He also forfeited his assets, including his Seymour Avenue house, which prosecutors said would be demolished. Was it? It was. I'll talk about that. 
god, there's more. At the sentencing hearing on Oct- on August 1st, Castro was sentenced to consecutive life terms in prison plus 1,000 years, all without any possibility of parole. He was also fined $100,000. 100 100,000. The court forfeited all of his property and assets to the county government. As part of the plea bargain, the house where Castro had lived and held the woman captive was demolished on August 7, 2013. Knight was present and handed out yellow balloons to spectators, which she said represented missing children. The balloons were released before De Jesus's aunt began the demolition. Demolition. What's a demolition? Um, it's kind of like a revolution, but where it's where you destroy things. Oh, okay. But this wasn't one of those. It was a demolition where De Jesus's aunt was in charge of the crane. Oh, so her wow, aunt that's cool. Got to swing the crane into the house. It was completely blurred out. On the street view, street view of Google Maps, by the way. Um, this is the uh, plot where the house used to be. What a nice plot. Yep. They got rid of it. My great big tracks of land. Do you know what that's from? I don't. Well. What's that from? Monty Python on the Quest for the Holy Grail. I need to watch that again. It's such a great movie. This was the house. Looks like shit. It does. So, the girl survived um, Knight and... Oh no, I'm sorry. Barry and De Jesus are keep in contact frequently. Michelle Knight went on to write a book about the ordeal titled Finding Me a Decade of Darkness before changing her name to Lily Rose Lee. She got married on May 6, 2015, the second anniversary of her rescue. She hopes to reunite with her son, who was adopted in her absence when he comes of age. Joey? She's still sometimes reminded of her horrific ordeal. In a recent interview, she said, I do have triggers, certain smells, light fixtures with chain pulls. She also can't stand the smell of Old Spice and Tommy Hilfiger cologne, which Castro used to cover himself with. Meanwhile, Amanda Berry hopes to find love in marriage. She lives with her daughter, Jocelyn, and has adjusted to making her own decisions in life. She also recently worked on a TV segment about missing persons in Northeast Ohio. Gina De Jesus, the last of Castro victims, wrote a memoir with Barry of their experience together called Hope, a memoir of survival in Cleveland. She also joined the Northeast Ohio Amber Alert Committee, which helps finding finding missing people and supports their families. De Jesus, De Jesus and Barry are not in contact with Knight. According to Knight, I'm letting them go their own way, and they're letting me go my way. In the end, I hope that we get back together again soon. And then, as far as Ariel Castro... Uh, he was found hanging from a bedsheet in his detention Pussy. cell at the Correctional Reception Center in Orient, Ohio, on the evening of September 3rd, 2013, one month into his life sentence. He was 53 at the time of his death. Mm-hmm. Prison staff performed CPR before he was taken to the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center in Columbus, where he was pronounced dead shortly after. Mm. Pussy. Yep. One month into his life sentence, and he called it quits. Don't do the crime. After uh, 10 years. You're supposed to finish that. Uh, Don't do the time. Don't do the crime. If you can't do the time. There you go. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, 10 years. What did you think of I was... Tasty. I was still talking about the topic. But I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm 27. Uh huh. I'm trying to remember when I was 17. Okay. I'm trying to remember what I was doing when I was 17. 
all year? Yeah, the entire year. What what was I doing what that entire year? March fifth, twenty. <laughs> what we what year were you? It's what year was that? Twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen. When I was seventeen. Yeah. So ten years ago today would be twenty twelve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> twenty twelve. I uh, I started. Uh, no, I graduated high school in twenty twelve. So pretty much right when I graduated high school to when I started college. Until now, imagine that amount of time in captivity. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. What did you think of the beer? It was good. It was a um, fruited sour triple. It's tasty. Tasty but strong. I could not drink the whole thing. 9. If I hadn't 5, had the cocktail. 9.5%. But I got to make smart decisions. I got to drive home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the movie. You don't. It's too late now. Yeah, definitely don't need to stay for the yeah. movie. Um, I gotta be in bed. Yeah, you got. Uh, you got work. I do. You got that thing tomorrow too. Yeah, I got a date tomorrow. Oh yeah. All um, right. Yeah, good, good beer. The only connection: Barry Monkey, Amanda Barry. Yep. Glad, glad they're all still alive and rebuilding their lives as oh as best as they can. And this is uh, I'm gonna post some of these pictures i saved this article just because it had some pictures so that's amanda berry she's in her 30s and this is her daughter jocelyn at the age of 13 um that's amanda berry and her daughter like shortly after they were rescued Uh this is amanda berry's sister Uh that's ariel castro fucking freak yeah so i got some pictures to put on the website also Interesting stuff. They're all alive and doing as well as they can. Yeah. <clears throat> Beerandfearcast.com is our website. You can uh, check it out and listen to all of our episodes on the episodes page. We release them every Wednesday <sighs> at noon central time. On the website, you can also view our beer list. Or we post all of the beers that we try, the breweries that they're from, the beer map that's at the bottom that maps out our breweries. Um, and then on the About page, you can find different websites and places to follow us, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Keep up to date with our episodes and things. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, You're really Podcasts, going in for this. Apple Podcasts. Other places. Wherever Have you a get, good day. Wherever you get podcasts, you can listen to us. Have a good day. I'm not done talking yet. Have a good day. Not done talking. Have yet. a good day. What else could you possibly add for the one listener who's in the room? She doesn't even listen. See? You and me. I'm the one listener. And I don't even listen. <laughs>